Previously on Travellers of the Unknown, Ashes from Time. So it's in Le Beacon, the melting pot, that our story will begin. Plague Master Harriet fled his homeland. He walks into Trident. Well, is a dragonborn. Bryn is a half-elven bard. He stole from me! Jacob Nail swings at you and Bryn is fucking unconscious. Well, it grinds his teeth together and then lets out the big cone of fucking flames. Wall of flames. Swing for him with my sickle. Jacob Nail is dead. You just saved my fucking life. Anything you want. You know any passage out of town and across the labs? We did make a pretty good team back there. Brings kind of makes his way over to a little shop. Trinkets have tried him. I was hired to steal a box. I haven't even been able to get it open. Unable to pull the box off the counter. Let's fucking kill him. Well, no, our friend is in trouble. Where once was a stern man, tangled mess of rusted pipes and coils. Grabs your rapier, chucks it to the side. The name's Digby, and this is my closet, Jim. I'll take care of him. Bryn grabbed the box. Burning, scalding pain. Everyone who isn't aware of that box will forget that any of us ever existed. Do not look at what's in Inside, do not touch what's inside. Digby passes. The watch has been alerted. We need to get out. Very quickly get moved over into Ober. What the fuck's so important about this box? I'm going to get paid an inordinate amount of money to give it to someone. You check into a fairly quiet inn. There's two figures running at me who are in purple clothes and there's a fucking horde behind them. One of them is a human. Finizen Portwello. The other one, a tiefling. Lahani. Let me pronounce Lahani. The people in the town have been taken under their spell. I can get us out of here, but you need to buy me some time. I was preparing a bomb. Kick the person off the stairs. I don't want to hurt them. Okay. You slip, drop the Molotov, you set fire to the first floor, Bryn. Yeah, you put seven of them to sleep. Many of the ones that were climbing the walls. I did say don't kill anyone. Rips out the toilet, drops out the window. You've killed three people. Harriet kind of goes still, watching the bodies burn. I'm not fucking leaving him here. I should die with them. What good would that do? Death for death. Show me the way out of this. That evening in the tent, Harriet and Gorlia share these stories of their lives and what they've been through. It's like a whole wall of this blinding light has formed. And you've all stepped through. Inside the Teridium, Part One. So the four of you, well, five of you with Lani, uh, stumble together out of a blinding light. Um, your memories and thoughts are slowly returning, as if you'd just woken up from a deep spell or, or sleep. And, and ahead of you, stretching high beyond the clouds, is this stone cylinder, this uh, smooth tower with, with no windows or features aside from the, the dull grey stone worn from the eons. And there's a door at every story, but there's no way to get to these doors except for the one that's on the ground, obviously. But is there a story at every door? There's a story through every door Ooh. that you have yet to discover. Um, while, while you're looking at this, it kind of becomes hard to imagine a time when the tower didn't stand. It's like you've always known it was there. Kind of like very imposing. And then, uh, and then Lani turns to you all. Uh, she slings her bag off her shoulders and opens it and pulls out a series of compressed fabric discs. Um, she squeezes one and tosses it into the air and it lands a fully formed tent. Uh, she then throws three others out towards you guys and says, Two of you will uh, have to share. Get plenty of rest. We're going to be starting in the morning. She enters her tent and leaves you. Uh, after a moment, Jin appears beside you, Harriet. Uh, they land on your shoulder and they nuzzle you. They make a little chirping, clicking noise. 
And then they fly off after Lani into her tent. What the fuck? I've been betrayed. Okay. <laughs> I think just just as Bryn and Finnison like steal their own tents and then yeah. Didn't I sleep? With... I'm going from this point, so she's given you, she's given the four of you free tents to split. Well, Bryn grabs a tent <laughs> to himself. <laughs> Do we feel like we're safe here? You read all the notes I gave you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this home? This isn't home. This no, is not but home. You, you know you're safe here. Okay. Right. Uh, the rest of you guys are fucking clueless still. No, no different from usual for me then. <laughs> so that's calm. Um, yeah, didn't we sleep together last time? So. <laughs> I, I kind of just went back a bit because I actually want to maybe explore the night if there was anything that you guys wanted wanted to do or say to each other I mean, before. Okay, campfire going. Have a bit of a, have a bit of natter. You can do that if you want. Um, I mean, just just as a note. Hold on, first, just as a note. Uh, I know we've all leveled you up to free at the moment in the story. You're all still level one. Uh, but we'll get you there like in a in a sec. So. Okay, okay. Just story-wise, you're still level one at the moment. Okay. Except, except fucking Finnison, who's who's been level three the whole time. Yeah, because I'm a god. Uh, so, oh, you said we're near a tower, right? There is this huge tower, yes. And in, other than that, you're just in a big, foggy kind of um, Scotland sort of area. Yeah, are there trees? No, there's no trees. It's just a big open field plain. You can't see very far because of the fog. I think Bryn is it's quite late already, isn't it? It is. It's quite late. It's like night. Bryn is quite knackered, so he's going <coughs> to... Here we go. Well, I'm going to clock out, darlings. <laughs> I love Fuck. it. I fucking love it. I'm feeling greatly insulted, but sure, carry Good. on. Good. That was my intention. You fuck. I'm sure it's no less insulting than Harriet's voice. That is a perfect To any Irish people. I don't know what you're on about. And then Bryn's going to magic up his tent. And dive inside. Yeah, you just you just do what Lani does, and uh, Finn would like to help everyone make their tents. There's literally nothing. Like. You just squeeze the disc and throw it in the tents. There, <laughs> it's one of those flat pack frisbees. Yeah, he helps. How does he help that? He goes, do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your insight, friend. <laughs> and then he yeets his own and goes to bed. Finnison just makes a face. At no, he, the rest he, of them just like <laughs> he just makes a popping sound with his lips. He was trying to be nice. But uh... this whole time Finn's been trying to be nice, and that worries me because he comes across as a cock. Yeah. <laughs> it worries me about what Dowd in real life thinks nice is. Oh man, <laughs> Finn has got to bed because fuck helping people. I want to. I want to make an observation, which is that Harriet is a very different size to Gaulier. Um, <laughs> in a respectful way, James, you are mm-hmm. gigantic. Gaulier's Gaulier's a big boy. You think the dense bit of meat? Um, how do how do that? How does that configuration work I can in the tent? by myself and. and little ball outside. I mean, do you want to? No, 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 Do you, you want to head into a tent? Because I, you can. I can tell you about the inside of the tent. All right, let's boogie on in. All so right. Finn and Bryn, you've got your own Finn and Bryn. <laughs> Finn, Bryn, Gin, Jesus. It's my favorite drink. So Finn and Bryn have their own tents, and uh, you two are going to share then, Harriet and Gorlo. I think. I think so. Yeah. Seems yeah, to be. you've literally about five minutes ago had your emotional kind of moment together. Oh, God, that's that's a lot to that's a lot to get back into. Yeah. So <laughs> if if that's just remember. Everyone's dead. All right, I'm just gonna point to the tent and Gaulier. I'll see you in the morning, mate. Yeah. So this goes for all of you, but I'm just focusing on Gaulier and Harriet right now. Um, the interior of the tent is—it's like a subtle, warm orange hue. Uh, the tents are clearly designed with one occupant in mind. <laughs> They're compact but cozy. Uh, there's just enough room for a simple feather bed opposite a small wooden stool. And there's a, a roaring brick fireplace, and, and hanging in front of the fire are a pair of tongs and a kettle. And there's an iron bar that you can see, and a, you could use the tongs to uh, to hang the kettle from that iron bar to brew something in it. 
on the fire. Uh, beside the bed is a little wardrobe, and on the other side of the room it is a sectioned off area with a with a, a shower and a toilet. Yes, they have those. Oh, um, amazing. How all this stuff is set up or contained within this little pocket-sized discs that Lani produced is completely a mystery to you. But it was, but it was probably magic. What if it wasn't? It was a gift of engineering. So there you are. There, that's that's the room. I suggest right, cool. you uh, take some of those clothes off, sir. You've lost quite a lot of blood. I uh, let's get these clothes changed. <laughs> Not said that in a more terrifying way, Gorlia. How the Plague Master morning would begin. <laughs> oh, the ship just spat all over my screen for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's the ship name. Oh, did he now? Spat <laughs> all over your screen. Huh? Spit. Yeah. Uh, for the record, it's going to be pretty difficult for Gorlia to share this bed with Harriet. It's it's not made for two people. Okay. I can... There's a soft carpet. I mean, if I'm going to resume my my classic character of being an edgy fuck. Uh, I'm just going to roll my, my bindle into a pillow and sleep below the stars. What, outside? Uh, both going to not sleep in the bed. Well, there's not enough room for a normal... <laughs> we both refuse to sleep you, in the bed. There's room for you to... You could sleep in the no, floor. No, no, after you. No, no, after you. No, no, after you. You could sleep on the floor. Like, Gaul is not that big. All right. I'm gonna stick the kettle on anyway. Okay, get a brew going, mate. In the kettle, uh, when you went to look at, there are two little pouches. Uh, one contains uh, tea leaves and filter paper, and the other one contains some crushed cocoa. So. What beverage do you require, sir? We have uh... cocoa. We have some leaves. <laughs> I like cocoa. <laughs> I'll have some cocoa, please. Are you sure you want cocoa? The leaves look really good. <laughs> like, really good. I, I trust your tongue more than my own, dear friend. What, what would I you mean, recommend? I mean, my tongue creates fire, so you then know. Then why would you recommend me hot drink? <laughs> I'll stick the kettle on anyway. How do you know? Gorlia just, Gorlia just boils the kettle and then drinks the boiling water out of the kettle. <laughs> ah, ah. Just like mum used to make. Right. <laughs> Alright. Um, just for quick say, Brynn and Finn, you guys doing anything in your tents? You exploring at all? Or you just going straight to bed? Please. I mean, I'm probably used to it, so I, I'll probably do my, uh, my shiz, my routine, and then go to bed. Bryn is butt naked, fast asleep. Sweet, okay. Why, na- why naked? Some people sleep naked. Why not? I can't do that. I can only sleep naked. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as any amount of clothing touches Callum, he sits upright. <laughs> Get it off! <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine him naked, but he's got all those little nightcaps on. <laughs> a pair of socks. Wait, where's oh, my... Gorlia, yeah. you've still got your nightcap. Yeah, I do, don't I? So, just to move past this bit, Gorlia and Harriet, do you want to have a conversation or do you want to go to sleep? I, no, I want to go to bed. I'm, all right, where, where are you sleeping? Uh, again, I like Gorlia. You, uh, you deserve the bed, my friend. I'll, I'll take the floor. Don't worry about it. Uh, as long as you're sure. You've lost a lot of blood. We both have. That's fine. I'll heal by morning. That's how the rules work. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rules of the universe we live in. <laughs> Some weird... I don't know why hypocrisy is a thing. Hippocratico. Hypo- no. <laughs> what? Not hypocrisy. Apocrisy. Oh, he's a Hippocrates. <laughs> what? Hippocrates, the fucking... Don't worry. Okay, let's move on, guys. Moving away from this comedy drain. <laughs> Moving away from this comedy toilet. <laughs> we're just gonna... <laughs> We're just gonna go to. Uh... <laughs> this is going well. So for the rest of you, you have normal, normal night. Uh, Bryn, as as you as you rest that night, you have a vivid dream. Oh, yeah. I yeah. see. <laughs> see, the great thing about fantasy is that dreams never mean anything. So don't pay attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You see a blaze 
dark red and spreading from forest to town to city. And you see this from above, kind of like a distant view, as if you're almost flying over it. You feel no heat and you feel no empathy. You don't feel anything at all. You're entirely numb and, and cold, bar this knife-like sensation in your gut. Where the fire passes, it leaves less for nothing. No ash, no burn marks, but this darkness deeper than any you've seen before. You need it to stop, and you know it doesn't need to be. You want to help, and you reach and grasp and pull, and you wake up, and you're out of bed, and the box is in your hands, and you have one hand on the lid, gripping it as if ready to yank it open. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Sassy. Bryn is gonna just... He's gonna set the box back in his bag and, like, tie up his bag and put it the other side of the tent. Okay. And then try and go back to sleep. <laughs> have one of those cool padlock bags. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sleep's a little hard to, to come by after this, but it does come. So that's all that happens. <laughs> uh, so the next morning, as you leave your tents, you find uh, Lani waiting outside for you. Uh, she's sat on a stool beside her tent, and she's fiddling with the haphazardly assembled device that let you escape from Oberk last night. Uh, in, in the light now, you get, a, you get a better look at her. Her, um, her skin is a deep red. Her features are stern. One side of her head is covered in, in flowing, dirty blonde hair, and the other side just has this jagged, cracked horn jutting out. Uh, she's dressed in a set of fresh clothes, like light armor on her shoulders and knees and hips over these dark purple robes. And now you actually notice uh, a decently long spiked tail protruding from her lower back. But that's enough about Lani, because the huge tower you saw last night is fucking gone. Eh? Oh, <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. really? Uh, Stretching all around you is just the green field and the, and the chill fog in the air. Finn's going to go to Lani and go, Where, where's it gone? Because <laughs> it's not in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Then it vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you weren't told. Uh, Lani looks up from the box. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the the Teridium does that, you know. It's been a... It's been the a, what now? The Teridium. It's what the tower is called. You kind of context clues. Um, it's been a pain in the ass to track, you know, we get a signal and it vanishes and then a few days later it's back, but it's only back for 10 minutes and then it's a week and then we won't be here longer than a week. We're going to know when it's going to come back, okay? She holds up the device and kind of shakes it. What colour is the tower? It's just grey stone. Okay. Just plain. Do you guys, any, anything, anything to say at any point? Fuck! It's <laughs> pretty dramatic. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. Vanessa kicks the dust and just goes... Thought we'd have this done today. Why do we need to seek the tower? What's so important about it? Okay, look. You guys have a lot of questions, and I get that. So, I don't know. Do you want to, like, take a seat on the grass and I'll just tell you? <laughs> do you want to just have a little little clear-the-air moment? I'll tell you everything. That's a little bit of exposition. Let's go for it. <laughs> Sit down in a little circle. Here is all the plot. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I take a seat in the grass, feel the, the morning mildew between my fingers, and stare up. Bryn's gonna... He's not gonna sit down. He's gonna kind of stand. He's a bit fidgety after... So, uh... Not a lot of sleep and... We'll start with the box. You got there, Bryn? So inside that is an artifact called an eye. It's believed to be a small fraction of a long-deceased god or greater being. It holds an incredibly powerful form of blood magic. Blood that isn't of this realm. It has properties we don't fully understand. That same blood magic is in this thing. She gestures to her device. This hasn't got an eye in it, 
but we do have others, and this has just got some residue from from that, you know? We can use it to open doorways, to find places, it, it can let us fit spaces into small containers, and it can be used to track other forms of the same blood. You might have noticed quite a bit of pain when you picked up the, uh, the box there, Bryn. Uh -huh. uh, that was it bonding to you. No one but the owner of an eye can hold it, lift it, and, and use it. The only way to break that blood connection is death. And then it bonds to the next person it touches. So that's why the shopkeeper was dead? Presumably. Was it bonded to him? Well, they would have had to kill him to, to get their hands on it. I'll be careful with that then, Bryn. Doesn't seem like any good end will come to it. Lots of people want to use those eyes for a lot of terrible things. Uh, not many people know about them, and many who do don't believe it. But if they ended up in the wrong hands, big cliche, uh, basically me and Finn here, we belong to a group called The Vestige. Um, we want to stop that from happening. Uh, among other things, we track down and contain and hopefully one day hope to destroy any traces of these eyes or their blood. Couldn't they do a little bit of good? They allow you to make your tents for Christ's sake. There's a cost. In this device, it's a very small amount of the blood, a very... A very weak form of this magic. The good that they do, you know, while it's there and and could help, it's not worth the destruction they could cause. One thing you need to learn about blood magic is there is always a cost. Trust me, I know far too much about blood magic. So yeah, the uh, the tower in there. There's a device inside. It's uh, it's got some some of this blood you know, doohickeys on it. So basically, me and Finn, we're part of a kind of a, a squad that goes out and, and, and finds these traces of blood and tries to reclaim them just to stop them from falling into, you know, the wrong hands. And what exactly are those wrong hands? There are people we don't like. <laughs> oh, so because you, because you guys say it's bad, everyone else gets robbed of it. Oh, no, no. So... There's a group uh, who historically have done bad things, you know, like make those villagers go and try and kill you. Yeah, that was their work. Or... They they just go by the order. There are a lot of kind of contenders and threats, but the biggest main one is, is them. Um, I'm going to put it this way. I'm not going to keep you here. We're not going to keep you here. We're not going to stop you from leaving. Uh, you can leave us if... But, but, but if you leave us... You will die. You know too much, and you have too much of value in your possession. They will find you, they will kill you, and... Fuck, they already almost did. Seems like you're halfway around the world and you can't escape some crazy cult trying to do some crazy shit to innocent people. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Without our help, they will kill you, they will take that box, and it won't end well. And if you stay with us, we can offer you a home and food and companions and work. You're not half bad and we need all the able bodies we can get. You'd be doing the world a service. Gulay raises his hand. Through your slaves to a different name. Gulay raises his hand. Uh-huh. How many of you are there? Not too many. About a dozen. So, for the time being, we're just going to sit here and wait for a tower to pop back up? No, you're not. Like I said, there's no telling how many days it's going to be. Uh, shouldn't be more than a week. Uh, we're going to know at least 12 hours before it comes back. You're all going to need to be ready by then. Uh, so so call this a crash course mission. If, if you're okay with it, Finn will go in with you and, uh, you know, we'll see if we can do a better job keeping you alive than he did the population of Oberk, you know? 
um, until then, you're free to do as you like. But uh, I recommend you get some training in. We we've got some appropriate training facilities here. We can we can help get you up to speed. Oh, this was just a, a, a tower and a field. <laughs> no, we've we've got our tents. Oh, okay. Got tents. You've got training facilities in your tents. Got stuff in my tent. Oh no! <laughs> stuff in my tent. <laughs> uh, well. Count me in. If there's training involved, definitely. If it's helping the good, even better. Uh, Harriet and Bryn? Well, nothing else to do. Might as well save the world. Oh, that's such a fucking corny line. Such a fucking cheesy shit line, Matt. What is oh, this? Fuck. The Avengers? Well, always some kind of serious squad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, she looks to Bryn. Well, looks like there's about bugger all else to do. Okay, fuck. I'm I'm really glad that that's, worked. That's just a that, he basically just ripped off what I said. Yeah, I'm, I'm just <laughs> want to point that out. Aye, but without the corny line. No, but I mean, corny is only really relative because we live in a fancy age. Therefore, you know, people don't understand. I the, mean, I think the cliches. I think people still understand what corny things are. Man. I I don't think they do. You know, I think even in even in where I come from, that's not an issue. Some people let blood magic take over the world, not us. <laughs> <laughs> Now, again, that's just, that's another iteration of what I said. I feel like there's a, I, I don't want to be the guy to point this up. A lot of you are, are just crewing on my, my shebang. You see, this is our point, dear. What you're saying could be applied to anything and everyone. Cheesy by proxy. So where do we start? All right. Training. Let's get to training. Okay. Again, I'm I'm really glad that worked because half, half the stuff I said there was like, I mean, you were talking about cheesy dialogue. Jesus. Anyway. um, Yeah. Give me one sec. She goes into her tent and comes out a few moments later with a heavy backpack, and she she tosses the backpack to Harriet. Uh, there's books in there. Oof. There's, <laughs> there's books in there detailing clerical spells, bard spells, you know, a variety. Uh, you can learn a few, hone your skills, make sure you don't get rusty. And as for the physical side of things, she gives Gorlier a look and then heads back into the tent, coming out in the moment in another moment with a sandbag. Oh, I thought she came out with like a fancy treadmill. You have <laughs> you have this entire field for a gym. I might even join you. I've got, I've got nothing better to do. And she gives Gorlier the sandbag. Oh yeah, you can spot me. This will be great. <laughs> oh wait, one last thing before I forget. She rushes inside uh, once again, um, and from inside the tent flaps, she tosses Bryn a long, thin case. Hey. You're going to need this, Lani says, stepping out, um, immediately starting to kind of walk with Gorlia to lug the sandbag to a more open space. Bryn's going to open up the case. Inside that case is a shiny oak scabbard, hey. and inside of that, a brand new rapier. Oh. It's feather light, uh, but so sharp it almost vanishes when you look at it from the side. Its its hilt is a smooth, soft metal, blank, and uh, with space for anything. And included in the case is a small tool for etching designs onto metal. Mm-hmm. So we're so it's not just a regular rapier, yeah. Uh it's not magic at all. No, it's just it's just it's a good rapier, but it's 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 just magic. I mean, it's not magic at all. <laughs> Sorry. So we're not gonna we're not gonna play through these uh, next couple days waiting outside the Tridium. Uh, but this is kind of my story way of explaining how you all level up with this training. Okay. You'll be learning some new spells, you know, things like that. Uh, you guys are there for about three days until the tower comes back. Um, if you have any ideas for things you might want to talk about or do, uh, just let me know. This is just free range. You can have a scene each if you want. 
whatever you want to do. If you have a scene each, that sounds pretty good. All right, day day one, Bryn. Bryn, Bryn goes first. Oh. oh, if you want, it's up to you. I guess we can interact. We can interact with each other. Look at it. Bryn, Bryn's just going to kind of peruse through the book. He's going to play some little pieces. Nothing extravagant. Seems a bit maybe lost in thought. Harriet uh, wanders alongside him with a, his own book in hand, A History of Magic. Yours a better read than mine? Well, I don't know about a better read, but I certainly think you should put down the book. Head over to Gorlear, have a little chat, and Brynn's going to try and cast Suggestion. Okay. Uh... It is a saving, it's a wisdom saving throw. And on a failed save, the target must pursue the course of action you described to the best of its ability. Okay, Matt is quite good at, at wisdom, so... The wise boy. Do us a, do us a d20, Matt. Uh, seven. Plus five, that's a twelve. Matt, thirteen to beat. Oh, shit, there we go. You do what Bryn says, so... Har- Harriet nods. Yeah, that, that's a grand idea. And then heads over to the water. Heads over to <laughs> Gourley as he struts. <laughs> is there any reason Bryn wanted to be alone, or, or is he just... No, he's just trying out his... Spelly thinks he can. Oh. And he thought Harriet would make kind of music thing. <laughs> not, not a fan of this. Um. Also, I want to point out at this point, by the way, just just for the sake of continuity, Harriet isn't in his like heavy, lead-lined fire leathers. Yeah. Uh, like... did, did you have a change of clothes with you? I have like linens I wear underneath it, so it's like. Okay, because there were. If you had looked in the uh, the wardrobe, all of you guys, you would have found some very simple purple plain like robes and 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 things that you guys could wear you know harriet wears a a white linen shirt and and tan very thin tan trousers underneath his okay that's cool very thin (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what i was supposed to say to that so uh, gorlia what 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 kind of thing would you chrissy before you go into that i'm assuming between each of these days we're getting decent night's sleep oh yeah it's bryn uh bryn you don't have any further dreams cool no, it was just for sake of spell slot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> just wasted yeah, one. Yeah, no, 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 no damage or anything you take during these scenes will carry over to when we actually get to the the conflict of this chapter. So, can I help training people in physical combat? Because I've I could throw objects at them that they have to dodge and deflect and stuff. What class is for this? Upper. <laughs> no, I'm quite lower class. He's a sorcerer. Yeah. Um, so I could I could fling shit at you and you could dodge it as practice. <laughs> like you know. Like, um, He's gonna shit at you. <laughs> like Kung Fu Panda training montage with like all of the weird objects. Yeah, sure, you've got some... I got, I've got the... Hold on, I'll combat train you, give me ten minutes. <laughs> I got to drop a fat one. You got, <laughs> you got some like discs or something you could be throwing towards... Literally have the spell catapult. Okay. <laughs> Is it going to get like increasingly faster so that it becomes like... <laughs> yes. Like, like a tennis machine. No. What a, what a, what a, what a, what a... Anime jokes, haha, <laughs> epic. So I, I, I'm gonna offer anyone who wishes can go through my high octane obstacle course. <laughs> can can we have the scene of Finn fucking just finished completing it, looking proud, yeah. just calling out? <laughs> right, guys. Um, oh boys. I, I thought you've you've read a lot, you've done a lot of training. I've prepared an obstacle course for you. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna test out your skills, uh... Brim, Brim's gonna, Brim's gonna come Yay! up. Yay! To... Finn, you could have, you could have been training as well, Finn. Ah, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> well, I thought the towel would be my training. Yeah, but Chrissy, there's no mechanical need for Finn to train. He's already level three. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> I just, I just looked inside his head. He's already level three. I don't need. <laughs> don't worry about it. This fucking voice sucks. I need. <laughs> 
It's hurting my throat. I've never had... I, I didn't realise how shit it was until I had to do it for an extended period of time. Oh, well. So Finn's gonna... If you look at his, like, obstacle course, it's just a, an amalgamation of just regular items thrown around the floor. Uh, it doesn't look like an obstacle course. So really he's just strewn trash across the field. Yeah. That's yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Littering. And he goes, right, stand still, and then when I, all you have to do is avoid my attacks... Is this just Bryn? Is this just I'm a Gaulier. So. Is this just Bryn? <laughs> Apparently. Okay, Bryn and Finn now a little scene. Um, are you are you ready, Bryn? As I ever will be. Okay, I'm gonna cast catapult. Uh, so I choose an object weighing one to five pounds, which is within sixty feet, that's being worn or carried. A fat baby. And it flies in a straight line up to ninety feet in the direction I choose. Before falling at the ground, uh, I need uh, I need Bryn to make a dexterity saving throw. Are you throwing this at Bryn? Yeah, dodge training. What is it? It's uh, uh, like a teapot. A teapot. Okay. <laughs> you can dodge a hammer. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this does a pretty substantial amount of damage if it hits you. By the way, I'm just... <laughs> it's just like dodgeball. That's a fifteen plus four. Oh yeah, you 19. save, so you take no damage and you nifty dodge. Nice. Well done, Bryn. All right. I do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You do it again. I feel like this obstacle course has, hasn't got many components. <laughs> this is less an obstacle course and just like a shooting range. That's right, there's a part two. There's a, there's a part two. There's a part two, okay. Dex right. save again. Uh, yeah, please. Ah, oh, that's a six to go to six total. Ah, uh, this time the teapot hits you in the face and okay. you take three three d six down. Three d six. Three d eight. Three d eight. Three d eight. What? Three d eight. It's 3d8 damage. 15 damage. How heavy is this teapot? <laughs> Lead line. It's more the force of the spell. 3d8. Oh. 15 damage. Christ. 15 damage. Oof. Bryn's dead. <laughs> okay, well. Kablonk. Bryn is gonna kind of sit up where he got knocked over and just kind of. He's a bit dazed. <laughs> I think that'll be enough for me, pet. Finn comes in. He says, Are you okay? I thought you'd be able to dodge that. You just threw a fucking kettle at you. <laughs> Oh, the old iron ones, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Bryn. Little gins fly around his head. <laughs> oh, yeah, gins about. Now, with all your speed training, you should be able to, <laughs> quote-unquote, catch me. Uh, and then Finn's going to cast Levitate and float, like, 20 feet in the air. Bryn could not look any less impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all you need to do is touch my foot. And you win this challenge. He's going to kind of, I guess, groggily stand up and just, <laughs> without a lot of effort, just kind of... <laughs> jump out. <And, laughs> just jumping up to... Uh, Finn realises and very very gently lowers himself to a point where you can reach. Oh, oh that's just... Uh, and then, just and then when you do, he just goes, Yeah, you did it! Okay. Woo! It's just a feat. High five. I think Bryn needs to lie down. I think Bryn needs to lie down. <laughs> He's just over half died. Oh, Jesus Christ. How much life do you actually have as a man? Bryn needs a hug. Uh, 21. Oh, shit. I'm not a, hef- <laughs> I'm not a hard boy. That's six left. Oh, man. And, and technically, I'm going to I'm gonna go by, you know, current health, but technically, if he hadn't leveled up yet, that would have killed knocked him. It. That would have <laughs> <That one-shot laughs> almost killed him. Because oh, if you fuck. get double max, don't you? Uh, yeah, you get double yeah. max. In, his, his, yeah. his, his, his was eight. Oh, 
oh shit, I would almost one shot him and murdered him. Yeah, you. This would have been. That would have been insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unsatisfying. But ba- right. banter, really. legendary champion beaten by a kettle. <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, let's go to 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 Harriet and Gorlia. Uh, I'm just walking up. Not really knowing why I've come over. Gullia, what are you what are you doing? Doing a few squats, a bit of bench pressing, me and um Okay, Lani Lani's kinda of spotting you, I guess. Well we take it in turns because Lani's pretty hench too, right? So Yeah, Lani's pretty hench. She's just uh she's leaning against the sandbag at the moment watching you. So so tell me, uh, Lani, is it what um Uh huh I don't mean to be rude, but what uh race are you, sorry? Uh, uh, I love the idea. This is how James chats people up in real life. That's a that's a decent question. Don't you don't get? Uh, I'm actually uh, uh as much as I hate the 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 phrase for it. I guess I'm a I'm a feral tiefling. Ah, oh, hence that's... the hence the red and the horn. Ah, oh, I've never met one. And before. the tail. The tail's actually pretty useless. You, you, people without tails, they see them and they think, oh, that'd be useful. You can just pick it up, and it's no, it it has. I can't move it. Well, it just sort of sits there. It's usually people have <clears throat> tails for balance, right? <clears throat> That's what mine's for. I guess. You haven't got a tail. <laughs> I do have a tail, don't no, I? No, Dragon Ball stuff tails. Do they? Yeah, they do, don't they? This one does. I do. In D&D lore, they very much can. Gorlia grows a tail suddenly. <laughs> in, all the refer- in all the reference art I've seen in Dragon Balls, they never had tails. That's not a tail, mate. <laughs> I always pictured him with a tail. Um, oh, no, some of them do. Okay, you can have a tail. Yeah, they have a little... A little bit like tails, aren't they? Uh, yeah, so they have something to relate. They have something in, in common, I guess. A weird. They can tell some tales about their t- their tales. Okay. The fox. Yeah, I guess Lani's just like, what about yours? Can you you pick shit up with it? I mean, it's got many different <coughs> uses. Um, oh god. <laughs> what? It's a sex tail, isn't it? Sex tail. Gorlin doesn't know what a vagina is, let alone fucking sex. Oh, he's, oh. Which is funny because he's such a pussy. His halfling parents never had to talk with him. I mean... It was never going to bang, was he? Not... Oh my god, is Bring going to get to have to talk with Gorlia? Yes, I is think Gorlia he's going to have virgin? to. What do you think? No. He just fucks it. He doesn't know what it is. He just... That is the most disgusting thing you've ever said. Who was Gorlia's first? Harriet, in the tent. No, I slept outside for a reason, mate. You didn't <laughs> sleep outside, you slept on the floor. <laughs> oh yeah, crying. But no, where, where, whereabouts are you uh, from... Is it Lonnie? Lonnie? Lonnie, yeah. Lonnie. Oh my god. Oh, you know, I spent most of my time growing up in the melding pot. Oh. Uh, Don't know where that not is. Great for a, not great for a tiefling there, but... We, uh, we, we came from there. You know, it's actually kind of a relief to be able to join the Vestige. I've, uh, I've, I've been here since I was young. I'm going to give you the... Uh, uh, here, have, have a squat. Have a... Okay, sure. Yeah, they, they swap. Yeah, tap out. Tap out, buddy. Tap out, yeah, tap out quick. And he, <laughs> Pull the squat. He flips it off his shoulder onto her shoulders. What? Oh, that is that is a hell of a... If a kettle could kill someone, that is definitely... Flips what? That's a fail move. <laughs> Wait, are we are we are we doing squats with the with the with the bag with the the bag? Did the sandbag? No, but okay, we could do if you want to. No, I, I no. What did you flip off onto my shoulder? Barbell. <laughs> Where did you get fucking barbell. It materializes a barbell. Out of the bag. I don't fucking know. Gorlia carries one with him at all. <laughs> all right, we got a barbell. It's javelin. He's attached two things on the edge of his javelin. Oh, it's, 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 it's Gorlia. So it's it's Brynn and Finn on either side of the spears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clinging with two kettles. <laughs> yeah, it's two kettles either side of one of Gorlia's javelins. Yeah. Two of the world's heaviest <laughs> yeah, Okay, here he goes. So she's squatting. Um, I, I guess uh, I haven't known much of a life outside of the vestige since I was 15. 
Round about when I joined. Oh, should never ask a lady her age, but how old are you? Um, 35. Jeez. <laughs> me, it just turns away. I'm not interested. Okay, someone tag in, tag in. <laughs> so, um, what's the plan after we finish this training then? What, what, do we set off for the castle? or do Yeah, we... we're going to be heading into the, uh, the Teridium. And, uh, basically, we get the thing, we get out. Uh, and then, if you guys are still up for joining... We'll take you back to base. Oh, I've always wanted a, a, a squad of family. Uh, that'd be that'd be great. Oh well, uh, it's not a, it's not the ideal life, but I found more comfort and 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 friendship here than I ever did in the wider world. Oh, so sure, we can all muck in. I mean, it's actually kind of nice to meet someone, you know, of an uncommon race, I guess. <laughs> With a tail. You do. Yeah, with a tail, you know. An ambiguous tail. You're a tail, my tail brother. Yeah, you don't see too many dragonborns around or any many scaly people. <laughs> Tiefling. Um, and he can say that word. He can say that word because he is of scale. He is a scaly person. A person of yeah. scale. Oh, word. oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Reclaim that. <laughs> Fuck's uh, sake. Also, yeah, it's a it, Tiefling. Um, tiefling, cool. So, uh, yeah, I guess you must be used to getting stairs. I know I got my fair share. Yeah, I like stairs. They're pretty useful, actually. Walking up and down. <laughs> she she laughs. She puts down. <laughs> she puts down the barbell and laughs. Gaulier doesn't understand why she's laughing. Gaulier doesn't laugh. <laughs> they are useful. <laughs> she she laughs. I like you. That was good. Cart of milk falls over in Gaulier's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Is this one Harriet? Is this one Harriet shows up? Oh hey, it's Harriet. Um. Yeah, I've been kind of watching. I've been walking over, not really knowing why. Yeah, Harry, I had a moment on some stairs the other night. You want to hear about it? <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Harriet walks over, not really knowing why he's kind of come over here. He's just watching the the two very muscly people uh, lift his bag and looking at his own not particularly developed form. How are you guys doing? You're right. Yeah, we're talking yeah, yeah, about we're stairs. Good. Yeah. Uh... Harriet turns around. And moves. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait! Do you, do you, do you want to try? Do you, do you want to try? I, 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 I don't want to do you disservice, friend, but you might be a little bit on the uh, the heavier side of things for me. I, I don't think I could quite bench that weight. Oh nonsense! You'll well, be how fine. How about this? Lani puts it down and she goes to the sandbag. Why don't you just show us what you got? You know, try some of your new spells out. That's a good idea. Uh, all right, let's let's give it a shout. Um, I'm gonna try. I so I can try my level. Wall of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, did one of you take any damage in the... Actually, wait. That could be great training as well. I could, like, hold the bag and then you could cast fire at me and then it could be I like... I've got something called Scorching Ray. Yeah. That, that's a that's a big old spell. Yeah, this would be good. I can take it. It's fine. That does 3d6 in total damage. It says 2d6 here. Yeah, yeah, because you fire three rays. Mm. I, I trust your aim. I don't... I, I trust your aim. You can do maybe, this. Maybe hold it to the side. No, no, no. I'll hold it on my head. It's fine. You can do this. You can do this. <laughs> like an apple. No, 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 no. You got this. You got this. <laughs> Harriet kind of flexes his fingers. He's still wearing his, his casting gloves, obviously. Um, uh, and sparks begin to, to emanate from his fingertips. He rubs his hands together, balls them into a fist, and blasts them both forward, uh, casting Scorching Ray. So you create three rays of fire and hurl them at, at the target. Uh, make a ranged spell attack for each ray. So that's a, that's a d20... Uh, plus five. D twenty plus five. Now, uh, what is the fucking like, DC of a sandbag? Probably not a lot. <laughs> 
It's pro- well, a human typically has like 10 AC. Okay. So with a modifier of plus five, uh, so the first one is 15. Okay, you hit the sandbag. Second one is 11. Uh, it fucking, it fucking does the good shit. You hit the sandbag again. Uh, and the final was 23. You fucking obliterate the sandbag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's a tray. Hey, oh. Does it, does it become like a glass bag? <laughs> Sand plus fire equals glass. Yeah, it turns to glass. You, you, yeah, basically, Harriet, how I'm, how I'm picturing this is, uh, are they coming out of Harriet's hands? Yeah. I'm picturing like one hand goes forward. Pshh, Second hand goes forward. Third hand goes both hands at the same time. Together. Third hand. Oh, hello. <laughs> Puts out a foot. <laughs> and then both hands at once for the final blast. It's like shadow boxing. And it just fucking catapults this sandbag out of Gorlier's hands and onto the floor behind him. And it's like scorched and, and some of the some of the sand I, has I, been... I like to imagine that it's like is holding it and the blast is just pushing him back across the ground. He's not moving at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just... yeah. is getting slowly pushed back and then eventually the sandbag just gets knocked out of his grip and flies behind him and lands and it's got some... So there's some sand. Sh- and, and Lani's just like... Lani was kind of like leaning back, letting you do it, and she kind of gets some and goes, Whoa, shit, that was great! Thank you. Nice! I knew Bryn, you could do it. Bryn, I think, while all this is happening, is watching and try to resist Harriet's spells. Bryn's going to gently wander over. I'm just going to blow the smoke off my hands. <laughs> oh. Hey, Bryn, why don't you try some of your spells out on this glass bag? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gets up the glass bag. It's glass bag. The glass oh, cylinder that's thing that's in my hand. Yeah, shat- yeah, shatter it. Shatter the shatter it. Yeah, I can take it. I think. Well, Bryn has a little smile on his face, and he's gonna cast Thunder Wave. Oh boy. Um, Kaboomy. He pulls out <clears throat> the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. And just kind of plays just ah oh, such a sick riff. <laughs> Thunder wave. So this is all of you, by the way. I nah, think. I'm watching from a far away distance. <laughs> from a far away distance, fair Wait, enough. Wait, did you not tell us to stand back? <laughs> nah. Well, we're already still you quite right. We're still quite far. Come apart. on, this is. Come on, we're testing all of you. Is this spell like a like a storm? Like a controlled storm. It's like a sonic boom, basically. <laughs> it's just like a fucking amp going off. Okay, is it? Is that a? Uh, is that a dex save? It's a constitution save. Okay. Shit. I haven't got any stats for Lani because she doesn't actually get involved in any combat. But I will. <laughs> I will give it a go. Um, if you succeed the saving throw, you take half the damage. Uh, Lani gets a sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, so she's going to take six damage. Seventeen. Harriet's going to take six damage. Gorlara. Oh, I'm running for Gorlia. Shit. Um, <laughs> 11 plus 4, 15. Uh, so you take 6 damage. Woo! There we go. Everyone falls back. No one falls back. No one gets pushed back. There. They just badassly take it. What, did we get electrocuted? It's just loud. Just ouchies. It's just an ouch. It gives you a headache. So the sandbag shatters, and Lani is just... Well, Lani, for one, is holding her hands to her ears. She's like, ow, oh, fuck, why? <laughs> you could have given us a warning. <laughs> the fuck, dude? <laughs> My most sincere apologies. I do hope you'll forgive me, and Bryn's gonna cast Charm Person on Lani. Lamau. I don't like the direction Bryn's taken. Oh, he's no. he's tested them out. Yeah, you know? Fair enough. All right. Uh, so that's a Wisdom save, yeah. Uh, that's a Wisdom save. Uh, that's an eight with Lani. So she is charmed by Bryn for how long? I don't know how is long. It, I think it's a minute. For an hour. Oh, is it? When the charm ends, is she gonna know she was charmed? Yeah. 
You are fucking dead. Oh. You are one hundred. If it, it depends what you do. <laughs> <laughs> she's not. She's not going to be happy about this. You regard me as a friendly acquaintance. Okay. You know. You know. That's fine. That's it's. It was nothing. I, I feel fine. Anything for friends. You're pretty cool. Yeah. Anything for my good buddy Bryn. Do you want to do anything, Bryn? I kind. I kind of just feel like hanging out with you. You know. You kind of seem like a, a good buddy. Is there anything I can do do for you? No, no, you you carry on helping out Golia with okay. this. Okay, okay, I'll do that, buddy. I'll see you later. Glass lifting. The glass is shattered. You shattered it, but we have a javelin with two kettles on it. We'll do that. My most sincere apologies for that. No, it was dope. And for this. No, it was dope. For, for what? Nothing. Oh, okay, cool, bye. <laughs> see, see you around. What a swell guy. She turns to Finn and she's just like, Finn, no, no offense. I, I know I've known you longer. I like him better than you. <laughs> Finn shrugs. It's like, I, I already feel like I know him better, you know? The spell has ended. <laughs> <laughs> just had a lasting impact. Hey, Lan, it's your turn to squat. <laughs> okay, so if shit carries on, I do want to skip forward to an hour, an hour in the future. When Bryn, are you just reading somewhere? Yeah, he's just he's on he's sitting on, he's sitting by a rock or something. He's reading. Lani storms over to you. <laughs> she slaps the book out of your hands. Don't fucking do that again. Like I said, my apologies. Okay. All right then. But do not do that again. I will. I will. Cast. <laughs> Suggestion. Go away. Forgive me. Lani leaves. Julia, Finn, and and Harriet just sort of watch for distance, whistling. Popcorn. Crispy here. Uh, oh boy, it's a kind of a long episode, huh? Uh, I'm really excited to be back DMing and returning to this campaign, finally. I have a lot of ideas and hopefully cool stuff will keep happening for the next however many episodes of this chapter, um, which will also hopefully have a more regular upload schedule. I, I'm, really I'm really trying. So as usual, uh, please, if you enjoy the series, be sure to rate and follow us on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And you may want to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash travellers of the unknown. That's with two L's. We also have a Twitter at T-O-T-U-Cast. That's the initials of the show, cast. T-O-T-U, cast. Finally, there are links on both of those to join our Discord server, where you can give us your input, suggestions for future NPC names or items to be purchased once that becomes a mechanic later in this arc. Uh, so yeah, if that sounds like fun, do that or don't. That's, that's something called free will. Anyway, that's enough out of me. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll go back to the episode now. Whee! So, whatever day that was, uh, I was kind of thinking we could just spread these events across the course of the three days. Like, we did stuff, we talked about stuff, we trained, it was dope. Um, we could say that was the third day if you guys want. Sure. Uh, so, during that day, uh, so, it, so it's kind of after that little interaction with Lani on the evening of the third day, uh, that Lani hears a dinging bell. She, she goes over to near her tent and she sees her device and it's pulsing with a deep red glow. Uh, she rushes to it and holds it in her hands, twisting a knob and stopping the ringing noise. Guys, uh, we should all get some rest. It's due. It's, uh, tower's gonna be showing up in the morning. Brain cast sleep on that. <laughs> Everyone drops uh, to the floor. Everyone just drops to the floor. So, uh, she enters her tent. In 12 hours, the Tyridium's gonna show up, so you guys can all get a night's sleep. As she has explained prior to you, 
uh, the four of you are going to be heading in together, and then she's going to go alone, going going alone, separate from the rest of you guys. She said, "Um, if you get stuck, just hold on tight because once I get my hand on the hands on the artifact that's powering it, you should be free to escape." Uh, now it seems like this thing is designed to hoard whatever's inside it, you know, protect it. I don't know what it's gonna put you through, uh, but it won't be easy. So, uh, good luck. Oh, so are we about to go in to the tower? She said that to you earlier. So oh, okay. you're about to go to sleep for the night. Uh, you're all level three. You've learned some new spells and techniques and gained greater skill in various areas. And Finn, you've been training this for this. This is your first solo mission, uh, or it was going to be. Uh, but now you've got these fucking these free newbies to drag along with you. Which arguably is a mission in itself. <laughs> so I would have had to do this job on my own. No, you'd be doing it with Lani originally. That was the idea. But you're going in with them and Lani's going off on her own. She's so goddamn cool. So you all feel pretty prepared. But for what? Fuck it, you don't know. A good night's Traveling. sleep. How, how do you all sleep that night? Do you do any last minute prep? Bryn's gonna, I guess, tune the guitar and trim off the strings. Did you ever engrave anything on the... Uh... He didn't, no. Okay. Harriet sharpens his scythe sickle thing on a wet oh, Fucking edgy. And, there and, we go, and that's it... what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought you might like that. He does his beat too. <laughs> Has Harry been sleeping on the floor every night, or have you guys been swapping? Uh, no, he's been on the he's been on the floor, having his nightmares. He's made a little nest. Yeah, Gully's gonna do little, little bird uh, tail push-ups. He's gonna sit on the floor and do little <laughs> tail push-ups, lifting himself up and down. That's not a tail. That's not a tail that's going up and down. You know, like a jack on a car. It goes <laughs> penis <laughs> joke and down. No, it's not a penis joke. Matt made a penis joke. Comedy. So, uh, you guys are all awoken by Lani the next morning. She's ringing a bell for the dawn. As you leave your tents. You see her put down the bell. Uh, the, her device is tucked under one arm and it's flashing with a light way faster than it was before. Okay, not long now, guys. Be ready. I I, I climb into my leathers. Okay. What? Is it just ro- is it just like purple robes in the uh, wardrobes? Uh, yeah. Of course they're purple. For you, Bryn, actually, they fit you pretty well. Yeah, it was tailored for you. Nah, Bryn's not about... It's not, it's not about robes. Oh. Any any of the clothing in there. Well, there's not robes. There's like there's robes and there's also just like plain kind of like beige shirts, maybe brown, just d- jeans, trousers or whatever. So khaki shorts. You know, but in this time you would have had time to to wash your your typical outfit. But you could you know dress in whatever you want. But just as a, just as a side note, those clothes they don't fit Gorlier, but they fit they fit Bryn pretty well. So. Sorry, Gorley's got his own little garments. It's fine. He's got his loincloth. Just a, he's just wearing his sleep hat over his crotch and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's horrible. Just tied it in like a little knot just to cover it up. That's it. He faces everybody in the morning with his one, butt. One ball hangs out the side. <laughs> just, he gestures to his penis and goes, Shh, it's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wake the dragon. <laughs> a little bit of smoke puffs out of his crotch. Oh. <laughs> I think I might have to get that checked. Are you inferring that Gawlin ejaculates fire? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if anyone was going to, it would be Gawlin. <laughs> Those balls are just like propane tanks. Comedy. Here we go. So uh, it takes about 20 minutes for the tower to just... It just appears. There's no sound or force. It's just there in the blink of an eye. And uh, Lani's device is now glowing permanently crimson. Right then, darlings. We going in? Y- yeah. she turns she turns she turns to the tower then looks back at all of you 
Follow after me, but not until the door closes, okay? Harriet lowers his beak. With that, she rushes in. The door opens on its own as she approaches, um, slides to the right until it's gone completely. There's nothing but darkness on the other side. And it's a darkness that swallows her whole before the door slides quickly shut again. Oh, is that supposed to happen? Finn prepares and says, come on, guys, it's time to go. Brim's going to follow Finn. Oh, well, after you, friend. Who you talking to? What, the only person left standing next to me? Well, I don't know. Keep up, Matt, come on. Get some fucking spatial awareness, Matt. Theatre of the mind, Matt. Theatre of the mind. I I nod to Gawler and follow. So you all head in, the door opens for you guys as you approach. Gawler's just left outside. (laughs) Doesn't know how to get in. (laughs) Gawler's walked away. Gawler's like, after you, just fucking sprints the other direction. (laughs) After you, bye! Abandoned quest. Uh, Yeah, James won't be with us for the next ten episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, so... See you later, guys. You you guys all head in together? (laughs) Oh, you actually learn. Gulia just t poses. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, you all you all head in together. Yeah, sure. All right, you all rush in, and uh, the door again just closes behind you as soon as you're in. And as as the door seals, there's this darkness that lays heavy around you. It's intense and claustrophobic. But as sudden as it was there, it's replaced with a pale light that kind of stings your eyes. And once they adjust, you find yourselves in this textureless white room with without any doors or windows or anything. And it's kind of hard to tell how large it is because... We're in the dungeon lobby. Shit, we're in the Matrix. No, <laughs> it's hard to tell how large it is because none of you cast any shadows. It has no definition to its edges or, or its walls. And around you, there's this slow kind of clunking, whirring noise, like a, a rusty creaking. Oh, it's still loading. So servers are offline. Uh, then there's a click and just like that you're somewhere else ahead of you is a vast rectangular hall uh, with enough space to fit maybe a thousand seats if it was set up like an auditorium and it's a there's a dizzying ceiling of just an absurd height stretching up um it's all bathed in pale light uh but there are there are shapes and forms to it now uh though the room is largely featureless There is this raised platform directly to the left of you, of of where you entered. It's about five times as high as Gorlia. Big. Um, And it's it's quite long as well, Uh, covering the entire upper side of this platform, kind of cascading down from the distant ceiling, is a crimson stage curtain. Uh, The only other feature of this platform is a small window about the size of a head, which is a few paces away from you, and it, it peers inside the platform. And to your right, far at the other end of the largest length of the room, there is a bright red arrow which points down at the solid pale floor. Anyone want to go first? Yeah, let's go. What are you doing? Finison sort of confidently walks towards the arrow. Okay. I lean over I lean over to Bryn and say, that fucker is gonna die. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a walk. Yeah. But you get there. Yeah. You're just walking confidently towards it. Yeah. And then after like, okay. you know, like, after you've walked for like 20 seconds of confidence and you realise how long it's gonna take, he starts, starts jogging to get there. He's just <laughs> bored. He's bored. Okay. Awkwardly like power walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, okay, you, you get there. What do you do? I poke it. You poke in the arrow? Yeah. It's just a wall. Guys, it's just a wall. Feels a bit cold. He echoes. His voice echoes from across the room. <laughs> Fantastic. If you try turning the arrow around, I shout back. The arrow is just painted on the wall. It's painted on the wall. It's, pa- it's painted? Yeah. Okay. What did he say? He said it's painted on the wall. Um, what did he say? No, a Gaulier asked what you said. <laughs> you said he painted on the wall. I told him you painted on the wall. Okay. Tell him, tell him to um, maybe. You can fucking talk to him. We're the same hallway. <laughs> 
have you have you tried Golly, start talking to him yes have you tried bro you tell her well, i would talk if you can't fucking interrupt me little cuck well that's rude you're fucking rude brave try breaking the ground i try and break <laughs> how's he gonna do that try and break the ground break the ground how do you try to break the ground finn uh, uh, I, I'm going I'm to punch it with my hand. It hurts. Ow. It's often happens. It doesn't work! I mean, oh, yeah, you're not... A, yeah. Can he I, just try punching a brick wall? <sighs> I mean, it works for me, but... Yeah, but you're a fucking... Uh, I've got pythons, actually. Bryn's going to... Bryn's going to do the obvious thing and wander up to the window in the large cube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Bryn. <laughs> uh, inside the windows, there's sort of a, a, a cupboard-sized area, and it's, it's dimly lit, and it's got a red target on the other side of the wall. Kind of in, in line with the window. Bryn, you happen to be a good shot, don't you? Bryn is going to pull out his little crossbow. Okay. And he's going to take a shot at the target within the window. Okay, roll it. 13. It uh, it hits. And the arrow just sort of bounces off of it. Oh. It, it just it makes contact, bounces off the target. It causes it to sway in place very gently, but otherwise it may, it's completely unaffected. Maybe it's a magical target. If you try breaking the ground... <laughs> Has anything happened to the arrow already? The arrow's just bounced off. No, the arrow on the wall at the far end. Oh, there? oh no, nothing's happened to that. Uh. How about, see that curtain up there? What if we were to get someone up there somehow? I mean, I can fly. Or Gorlia could throw someone. Or I could throw someone, which is a lot. Or Gorlia could throw someone. Right, who's the lightest here? <laughs> oh, definitely Bryn. <laughs> Bryn. Right, Bryn, what do you say to this? Hold on, give me give me a fucking sec here. I need to figure out how tall... Well, Finn's actually kind of small as well. What's Bryn's size? Well, it's five medium. <laughs> They're all medium. Petite. Finneson's got to walk all the way back, though. And Gorlia's a creature of impulse. Gorlia's impatient. This is true. Yeah. Well, I can, if I cast a first level spell, I can, cast, I can float ten feet. If I cast Levitate, I can float 30 feet. Oh, okay. So Dawid could re- reach it if he wasted a... Nah, burn that. I want to throw or it. Or used a second level spell. No, you see, she phrased it as wasted. Yeah, um, let's burn it. Burn it. Well, I want to throw well, him. <laughs> Brent, what are you saying? All right. Come on, we're doing this? Uh, Finn is jogging over now. Brent's going to like make himself like as thin as possible. <laughs> like an arrow. Okay. Am I going to throw you like a javelin? <laughs> Yes. Nose first. <laughs> like in The Incredibles, where she says, Bob, throw me. And he goes, Yeah. Yes. I mean, Gulia's experience. Just, just like that. Yeah, exactly yeah, like that. Exactly James. like that. Exactly. Gulia's experienced with javelin throwing, right. so I'm sure this will go great. Are you ready for this, friend? Make a raged attack with me. <laughs> Make a raged attack. <laughs> Are you proficient in brins? I'm proficient in brins. I'll just let's just make it let's just make well, it. Well I've got animal handling if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> let's just make it athletics. You fucking mean. So roll uh, I'm gonna can I can I can I yeah, roll a D twenty for Gawler and it's a plus five. Plus five. Ooh, twenty-three. Yeah, you throw you throw Brin. <laughs> Bryn flies up and makes contact with the curtain. Uh, it's a thick curtain. Uh, Bryn is kind of like just like a little a little up on the curtain and it just kind of sways in the wind a bit and Bryn is just gripping to the curtain. Like a cat. So Bryn, you're on a curtain. I'm going to try and slide down the curtain to the top of the cube. Okay, uh, yeah, you slide down. You, you put your little feet on the ground. Can I go like under the curtain? Yeah, you can go under the curtain. You go under the curtain. <laughs> what, what do I see? Uh, you see... A truly immense feral giant. For fuck's sake. Oh. That's rude. There are many forms of giants in these lands. They vary in shape and size and intellect, but the scale of this one is is like you've only heard legend of this. They say they say the bigger the giant, the smaller the brain. 
and, and this creature is just fucking... It's curled up on this platform having a sleep. Silently, silently sleeping. Oh, Bryn is going to freeze in place. And he's going to very gently go back under the curtain. <laughs> you do that. We, we shout out, Bryn! <laughs> Can you see anything up there? Bryn is just... He's holding his like finger to his mouth as angrily as he can. Just He's so far up we can't see him. I can't hear you! <laughs> I had to shout at my man at the end of the corridor. You think I can see what you're fucking saying? Hush it, lad. It's going to climb down. What, what can you see? There's a big bloody giant up there. So it's just we all keep it quiet. Is it green? <laughs> <laughs> Is the giant green? Fucking idiot. <laughs> I honestly didn't look. Okay. It's not green. <laughs> It's not green. It's kind of. It was kind of. It was kind of like a like a like a like a like a skin tone. But we've like. How kind do you of... know what it is? You haven't been up there. It was like a a, a pale skin tone with kind of grey, okay. kind of ashy. All right. I just want to see what it's resistant against. That's what I want. Fuck up, James. If it sells peas. Sleek on your dickhead. Sleek on it's a hard life playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I'm sorry. What else Carry did on. you see up there with the totally not green giant? I got out of there pretty fucking sharpish, but what's your pers- p- passive perception? Hold on. Passive perception is thirteen. Yeah, okay. You were kind of distracted by the giant, but you did notice above the giant was a very large bell. <laughs> there was a big bell hanging over him maybe we've got to hit the bell and wake him up and (laughs) fucking murder him what jesus looks like you're going up there again then (laughs) (laughs) Bryn is gonna step away not again no why not okay so what do you do right how are we gonna ring this bell guys shoot it any ideas well what's his name over there can fly oh yeah it's it's finison rejoined us finison's with you guys now Okay. okay so up you go do you want a head start up there? I can. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You wanna... Catapult me, and then I'll catch myself midair. Assume the formation. <laughs> I I make myself as thin as I can. <laughs> or we could do we could do a different position. I could like hold my hands really low to the floor near my feet, spread my feet akimbo, and just like yoink. Okay with it. Straight up. That that sounds like a plan. Okay, where's Gulle assumes the position. Okay, that's another athletics. Twenty-one. Finison shoots up. And catches onto the... I catch levitate so that I can stay in the air up that point. Okay, so is that your level one? That's a level two spell. So you're now you're now levitating up there. Uh, you can you can head under the curtain if you want. Yeah, that's me. All right. Uh, you see the giant snoozing uh, away. I, I'm gonna look around for anything else that we didn't see. Uh, there's nothing else here. It's just the giant in the bell. Cool. I'm gonna go ring the bell. The bell is very high up. I'm gonna keep flying as high as high as I possibly can. You cast levitate at the point of the curtain. Oh shit! How far away is it? How high up can you go with levitate? Like thirty feet tops. Uh, sure, you can reach it. Why not? No, thirty feet's not even like. That's like 12 meters. Yeah, I, I kind of want to help you here because this is a clever solution and you did just use your a two-level spell, but this I did describe the ceiling as being incredibly high. The bell is quite high up. Can I cast Mage Hand to increase my range? But ha- then... How big is the force of Mage Hand? How great is the force? Uh, it's my physical hand force. I'm going to go ahead and as a DM, I'm going to tell you that's not going to work on Fuck. the bell. I, uh, how heavy? How big is the bell? It's 
big. It's about as big as the giant's head. Oh, okay. So that's I'm going to shoot a chaos bolt at it. Fuck it. All right. Shoot <laughs> shoot a fucking chaos bolt at it. Oh, I rolled a natural three. So oh. like eight. <laughs> See, they've been quite good rolls all game. There had to be one. Usually, usually it's me as well. So that's it's nice. Yeah, that you we throw a fucking chaos bolt. Hits it, the giant. <laughs> yeah, it hits a giant. Oh, what? No, I didn't mean that. No, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking like... It could hit the giant because because you've thrown it up towards the bell and you've missed. There's a good chance that could hit the giant because it's either it hits the giant or it just smashes into the wall and that's a that's a that spell was just completely wasted. So spell was wasted, I guess. You, so you'd rather it that than it hit the giant? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, the spell was wasted. Oh no no no! Actually, hold the on. The giant's waking up either way. Yeah, actually, hit the giant. Hit him. All right, hit the guy. Hit, you hit, hit the, the fucking giant. giant. Fuck him. How much damage does it do? Fifteen points of damage. Fifteen points of damage. Okay. But you um, Rings having flashbacks to again hit by a kettle. The giant gets hit by it, and he goes, <sighs> and a huge fucking hand comes up near you, Finn. Like run away with, with such force that it's almost like it's like a fucking truck is being picked up right next to you. Um, and it fucking goes up to where you hit him on the back of his head, and he just fucking pats it as if it were like a mosquito bite or something. And then the giant kind of like... I am running away. <laughs> All right, you, you jump down for Gorley to catch you or something? I got you. I can just cancel levitate and float down. Okay. Aww. The curtain is grasped from within and tugged to the side, uh, revealing the, the, the full scale of this boy. This creature, just he just growls and he, he just sits up, massages his heavy brow, it scratches its hairy back and chest, you know? And he glances down at all of you with his yellowing eyes as large as your bodies. He regards you with no interest at all, um, as you might as you might glance at a bird outside your window. And then, and then he just sort of leans against the wall and closes his eyes, and going limp, this and just fuck. like he just goes back like. Mm. Well, that was not what I was expecting. I was getting ready to roll initiative. I was ready to create a new character real quick. <laughs> so he's just chilling. The wind, the curtains now open, and he's like, he's just kind of. He's not deep asleep anymore. He's just kind of there. How high up are we saying the bell is? Roughly? I I'd say it's at least about a good thirty meters up. Oh jeez. Oh wait, can I send Jin up to have a look? Jin's not with you. Is he? Hey, what? No. Oh yeah, Jin went with Lani. What if we set the fucking curtain on fire? It's not that tall. We can it? get someone up there. Well, I mean, the giant seems to be friendly to a mosquito. Yeah. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility that this thing might be persuadable. I mean. As we've discovered, Brin can be quite persuasive now. Exactly. So why don't we throw Brin onto the giant near his ear? And Brin has persuasion, which works on lesser minds. It does. Which is annoying because it did, it did work on me, so I've just realised a bit of a backward insult now, now I think about it. <laughs> so, I mean, could how what's the range on persuasion? Brin could cast the persuasion on that giant, as far as I know. Uh, Brin, you know that weird thing you did to me yesterday? Maybe you could whisper something in that thing's ear to, to ring the bell. Oh... Bryn is going to close his eyes and in this kind of slightly posher, more ethereal voice, just go, I think you should wake up. Ring that bell for us. And cast Suggestion on the giant. Okay. Wisdom saving throw, 13 to beat. No, doesn't beat it. So, yeah, the giant kind of gets up and goes... (laughs) And he goes up to the bell and just fucking slaps it with one hand. Fuck and it me. rings so loud. Like, it hurts. Ow! I check where the arrow is. You check the arrow? The arrow's not been affected. Can I look back in the window? Uh, there's no change. Well, that didn't seem to accomplish much. I mean, there were three things in this room. 
we've done all. <laughs> Unless I start digging at the floor underneath the giant. <laughs> Punch the floor. Come on, guys, let's break the floor. I mean, do you guys want to inspect the floor over there? Sure, let's inspect the floor. I knew the floor would be a player part in this. Um, there's a giant red arrow pointing at it. Yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, who wants to, like, I guess, roll investigation? I haven't, I haven't done nothing in a while, though. 13. Okay, uh, Harriet, as you're all walking over there, you, you think to to actually put your head down to the floor. Okay. And you put your head down, you put your ear to the floor, and you knock it with your hand. And it sounds hollow. Guys, I think that we could shatter this. Gorlio, Go, come over here. What up? Do you reckon you could uh, show off your strength and maybe, maybe smash the fuck out of this ground? I can give it a good old go. This is obviously strength. Yeah, it? I'd call this just... Callum, uh... can you roll the dice for me, please? 17. Plus 5. 22, right. Gorlia, you fucking pound at the ground, right? Gorlia, smash! It does uh, chip slightly. Again. Again. Can I roll again? 21. Yep, 21, you hit again. (sighs) More of the same damage. Again. Oh shit, what if we try and brought the giant over to here? Oh. Can I punch it again, though? Yeah, punch it again. Okay. What if it needs, like, a giant's weight? You got a 20. Yeah, it cracked a bit. What were you saying, Dad? <laughs> we need to get the giant over here to stand on the arrow. Brin's going to sprint back over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. I've already burned one second level spell slot. I'm going to say your suggestion spell is still under effect on the giant. Actually, that's true. It is. It lasts for an hour. There we go. Um, yeah, so you can still suggest anything you want to the giant. I think you should go and stand where that arrow's pointing. The giant goes, okay, and he gets up. Oh, I think we better move. He shifts himself over, and it sounds like a fucking castle is moving. (laughs) His feet fling off the edge of the the upraised platform, and he just jumps down, shaking the ground, and starts stomping with no regard for where you guys are in the direction of the hallway. Harriet, we are moving now. The Shadow of the Colossus music starts to play. Uh, the giant makes his huge, stupid way over to the arrow, and he stands there. Nothing's happened as of yet, but he but he is standing there, yeah. Jump. Tell him to jump, tell him to jump. I think you should jump where the arrow is pointing. <gasps> the giant fucking squats down, shoots up into the air, comes back down... <clears throat> Lands, the floor comes exploding open as he creates impact. It's it just this big hefty crunch, and the giant goes tumbling down through the floor and towards what's beneath. Or, or it would have, but as soon as the surface of this floor is broken, the giant just sort of fades away into nothing. Oh, he just goes, and then he just goes away. The giant friend's gone. I could have made a bigger hole. All right, and then uh, there you go. There's there's this big hole in the floor now. <laughs> is there anything in the hole? It's hollow inside, and there's nothing. But there's darkness stretching down. Can I cast uh, a? Oh shit! What's it called? A sacred light. Yeah, you've just got called? a cantrip called light. Light. Yeah. Any object no larger than ten feet in any dimension uh, shines a bright light for an hour. I pick up, I guess, one of the shards of like rock that caved in when the earth. Yeah, went. sure. Ignite it with holy light. Okay, it glows brightly and uh, drop it into the hole. You, it falls for about four or five seconds, getting fainter and fainter, and then you hear an echoed plop distinguishing a body of water oh let's go any volunteers yeah can Bryn make an acrobatics check to do a backflip <laughs> go for it 
23. Oh my god. Rin does the sickest backflip. End off the episode on just a... Freeze frame. Uh, wait, can we, do, can we do all of ours and then end on Brin's? Because I feel like Brin's got a... Yeah, everyone roll acrobatics. That's a, that's a six. Six, Finn falls in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not, he's not going to... Brin's going to, like, full-on, like, Olympic dive with, like, no splash. Just, like, <laughs> clunk. Uh, Seventeen. Uh, Harriet, you do a pretty sick dive. As I, well. I just, I just step in. <laughs> and uh, Gaulia. I can't roll. That's an eleven. Gaulia, you're okay. You do like he a... just planks. You, you do a, you do a, you do Pencil a pencil dive. <laughs> no, you do, you just fall like you just fall out like perfectly horizontal. And you don't even wobble in the air. <laughs> just fall horizontally. Down. Yeah, perfectly <laughs> horizontal. <laughs> And there you go. Good job, guys. And uh, that's where we're going to end off this. Nice, nice one, gang. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.